Prospect News and Analysis. This is Hockey Prospect Radio with Shane Malloy and Brad Allen. We are back and powered by Instat Hockey, offering the largest data and video library of players, teams, and leagues worldwide. We're now speaking with Pat Malloy, player development and skills coach in our new segment on player development. And the topic this week is on skating and skating athlete versus artist. So, Pat, um, every week we're going to get into a new topic. And I find this one fascinating because as I read it, I was like really um, urged to either call you or text you to ask you what you specifically mean by that, but I wanted to save it for the show. So give our listeners out there the difference between the, you know, the, the athlete as a skater and the artist as a skater. Yeah. Thanks for having me guys. Um, really when we, we talk about skating um, obviously there's, you know, there's multiple ice sports and what we see a lot, you know, in, in, in my travels, having been a, a skating coach in the national hockey league, um, you know, in, in player development, we see a lot of different influences on and, and different areas that are pulled upon our athletes. And with, with regard to skating, we see a lot of times there's sort of the athletic approach, the athletic learned movement approach of how to develop a prospect skating and then we see sort of the, you know, the artistic approach um, where we take coaches from other ice sports and, and we see some of the influence that they bring um, when it comes to impacting skating performance in a hockey player. And so really, you know, it's, it's one of those things I've found fascinating to, to break down and to see. And, and a lot of what I do obviously is evidence-based and, and I like to make sure there's a you know, a clear and concise line where we can say, all right, the things that we do impact or they don't. And I found it very fascinating when you start to delve into, you know, figure skating or a speed skating background and then, you know, incorporate it into the, you know, the game specific movements of hockey skating and some of the things we find. So it's, it's certainly really that the, the athletic approach versus the, the artistic approach, um, in the sport of, say, figure skating versus hockey skating and, and some of the nuances between, you know, how one is coached versus the other. Uh, Pat, when, when it comes to the Skating Foundation, do you feel that there are integral aspects that are basically the fundamental uh, components of scouting? As an example, um, if, you, if you're seeing a player and that player has a poor posture, does his poor posture put him in a position where the rest of his skating mechanics can fundamentally break down until it's corrected? hundred percent. I mean, probably the biggest driver when we look at the idea of uh, power acquisition, speed generation, and quickness, you know, really originates from posture. So, you know, when, when we look at a prospect, when I, when I look at game film and see how they move in the natural environment, and, you know, then you get them into a session where you're trying to do some prescriptive or, or some corrective measures protocol, I'll call it, where we start to break it down. What we'll start to look at is, is all right, number one, does their posture support power acquisition? You know, hockey's a power sport. We've got to be able to access the power in our legs to move our mass. And so for sure, if posture is off, it, it not only – um, creates inefficiencies and equities in movement, but it, it, it robs us of the power we need to move our mass. Um, it, it really impacts our ability to create speed from the power we've generated. 
And then from a quickness perspective, you know, stride turnover and things are, are impacted based on the idea that, you know, we're playing catch up all around the ice. And, and anybody that knows me has probably heard me talk a little bit about seconds saved or seconds earned. Uh, much like the old saying, a penny saved is a penny earned. Well, I'm a big believer in terms of your movement that second saves are, are seconds earned to make plays. And so, you know, from a, a hockey player standpoint and, and a prospect standpoint, is is your movement something that allows you, that affords you time, or is it something that costs you time? And, you know, the first indicator of that for me is, is certainly posture. Uh, to follow up, Pat, um, one area with posture specifically that I find fascinating when I'm evaluating prospects is if they are hunched over and they don't they don't show a proper straight straight back or they can't seat, uh, sit back in their hip line uh, to generate power, it, I look to see if it's a byproduct of uh, lack of core activation. And I look mm-hmm. to see if their strength is that is that a massive part for you when it comes to player development is to see the st- the stabilizer muscles to see how stable the the player is on the ice so you should get an idea if the if the core is deactivated uh, so that you know that that's the byproduct of why the posture isn't there or is there is there another way that you do it? I mean, for me, this sort of lends itself to to the idea of the athletic approach versus the artistic approach. I mean, in my experience, any skating coach that that we're as good as we as as we can be based on our ability to work in unison with strength and conditioning staff so there's there's athletic components there's strength and conditioning components that really meld and and mesh well from a technical standpoint with a skating coach so there is no magic artistry to it it really is um you know we we've got to be a team in order to get maximum output in in changing a player's skating and so for things like activation and and things like you know core stabilization or hip impingements and all those certain things you know that really falls under the realm of strength and conditioning but the things that they overlap on are certainly things that we overlap on from a skating perspective and so it's it's not a um a magical artistic thing in that we can correct or or technique our way through um, athletic issues we really have to work you know in unison and sing from the same songbook in terms of all right let's how does the athlete move are there are there inequities in in the athletic portion strength portion flexibility portion engagement portions that we need to be aware of in order to get the maximum amount of benefit in terms of making any technical change um, to a young athlete. It's Hockey Prospect Radio on Sirius XM, NHL Network Radio. I'm Shane Malloy with Brad Allen from HockeyProspect.com, powered by Instat Hockey, offering the largest data and video library of players, teams, leagues worldwide. We're talking about player development with Pat Malloy, player development and skills coach. Our topic this week is skating athlete versus the artist. Uh, Pat, uh, we've got about three minutes left. Um, just a quick question on, you know, it, is there a difference uh, in from your perspective of, like, say, activated stamp, stance development, you know, with the sunken hips to ensure quad activations, purpose of uh, power acquisition? Um, is it better from an athletic standpoint or an artistry standpoint? Do you find there's any difference between the two is there more corrections with one or the other i mean i i think it, it really goes coach to coach one of the things that that i think is prevalent in the game of hockey is is you know eight to twelve foot races and so for for me from a skating coach perspective 
Um, I really believe level change is the enemy to to generating speed. And so if, again, going back to the idea that if I'm activated in my posture, I'm not, you know, outside of my base, I'm not standing in an A-frame where I'm having to make initial movements that are sort of inefficient in order to generate momentum in the direction I'm going, um, you know, the concept is, is I need to be able to have bullets in the gun, if you will. So I have to be in a loaded and activated stance. The game is so fast at the National Hockey League level. You, you can't afford to have foot races um, endure, and, and they're over before they begin, you know, at the National Hockey League level. So, you know, inefficiencies not being activated um, is, is death in, in terms of those 8- to 12-foot races and in terms of those 8- to 20-foot races. From the artistic perspective, you look at a lot of other ice sports and the level change that goes with it. I mean, it's important that we recognize, you know, the the skate that a hockey player uses versus other sports, but the level change that's condoned in other sports versus ours, just straight from a move your mass perspective, you know, if there's a a 15, a 12, an 8-foot race and we want to be first, you know, possession is king. Um, we we want to make sure we're getting you there first and, and making sure you've got every ability to move your mass faster than the next guy. Um, you know, you hear coaches talk a lot about, for instance, off of face-offs, just being down and set and ready to jump. Um, it's really no difference, you know, from, from a, a, a base skating posture. An activated base of skating is going to allow you to get initial first push or, you know, something I'll talk a lot about is an initial push in a new direction needs to be a separating step. And so if, if it's not creating time, it's costing time. And so a lot of that comes back to that activation, that posture, that ability to be fluid, but that ability to create force, you know, almost on demand is, is really a separator. And so level change that we'll see from the artistic standpoint where, you know, you're agile and you're athletic and, you can come up out of stance and hold an edge and those things are great. Um, and, and, you know, from a fluidity and an athleticism standpoint and an edge command standpoint, those things are great, but it's really important that we, you know, we're activated and we can, we can go when we need to go. Well, Pat, that was great insight on the development, uh, you know, athlete versus artist in skating. Uh, we look forward to having you on every week to continue the discussion and player development and, We're going to have to take a quick break on Hockey Prospect Radio. We come back, we'll have more prospect talk right after these important messages. Every play, every stat, every breakdown. On their own, they're essential. But all together, they're undeniable. Introducing Huddle Instat, a new advanced data platform that integrates with sports code and every Huddle product you rely on to create an all-in-one data powerhouse. Huddle Instat's advanced tagging and next-level stat reports help you develop your team, and its global film library helps you find the missing piece to get the most out of every second of film. Visit huddle.com backslash HPR to learn more. The Junior Prospect Hockey League is Western Canada's newest elite developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level. The JPHL features professional coaches and skill development coaches, along with comprehensive practice, game, and academic schedule, allowing athletes to be successful in a more cost-effective model compared to similar hockey and school programs. To learn more and see why the JPHL is the ideal choice for your student-athlete and family, visit JuniorProspectsHockeyLeague.com. 
Fractal Hockey Consulting. Everything we do, we believe in challenging the status quo in hockey. We believe in thinking differently. We provide interdisciplinary solutions that are personally designed, simple to use, and user-friendly. Through an integrated series of best business practices, and we design solutions for both hockey operations and hockey business operations. Contact us at FractalHockey.com. 